0: and uh welcome back to Stranger Than Fan Fiction um the Meet the Robinsons podcast that talks about Meet the Robinsons fan fiction probably the only Meet the Robinsons podcast but definitely only the only Meet the Robinsons fan fiction podcast i actually We are have here to checked.
1: fulfill all your niche needs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for all of you in that very tiny niche, we got you. So, yeah. um we are here to talk about a new fic, like we do every week, but, like... Uh, so, actually, let me back up a bit. So, on our end, we have been non-stop reading Team Future for the past couple weeks, uh, but we decided... So to happy order- to not
1: be reading Team Future today. I know!
0: <laughs> we're taking a break! Finalmente. Um, so, but because we were, like, we didn't think that you guys wanted to be inundated with the same story for, like, Infinite parts because that that takes super long. Um,
1: yeah, just to spice things up.
0: So we decided we would for you. Yes, we would splice in um, some other fix in the meantime, um, just just to like you know give yourselves a little breather. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. And um, this time we have chosen to do I I want to say one of the weirdest fix I I think I've read so far like
1: yeah
0: like this it's up there yeah <laughs> it's it's we decided to choose one that neither of us have read and i uh we chose one that's like real out there so uh strap in folks uh this fig is uh detective by mr herp derp
1: De- defective De- oh
0: defective whoops
1: that's it's a very yes <laughs> important that is a very different letter change that is a
0: very different change yeah
1: yes but the yeah. fic is
0: defective as in not working properly by mm-hmm. mr herp derp um
1: yeah and other other than the username this fic i would say it's like really apparent that it's not it's it's by a man <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna say it's really obvious yeah um yeah. also wait did we forget to introduce ourselves oh we did
0: we we did. We did. We we were so excited to get into the Vic we totally forgot to let the audience know who yeah, we are.
1: We were too eager.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Let's We are um... the angel
1: and the devil on either side of your <laughs> floating above either of your shoulders.
0: That's yes. all you need
1: to know. Yes.
0: Uh but it, but really my name is Alyssa. Uh I also go by the Rational Dove or your local bird, you know, pick pick whichever. Um, and I am also joined by my lovely co-host,
1: Irene, aka the the Robinson way of life, the yeah. only way of life that is valid. <laughs> Damn. Every other one is invalid, not valid. Damn. Eh.
0: Guess I can't be a bird anymore.
1: You can be a you can be one of those birds that hang around the Robinson house and they have fezzes on their heads.
0: Oh, yay! That'll be me then. <laughs> Maybe Yay. I should change my icon to that for like your Fool's Day or something. That would be a fun time.
1: Ooh, that would be cute. You know yeah. the birds with fezzes? Um, they show up in the movie, but they're mm-hmm. also originally there in the book too. Oh, cute. good.
0: Mm-hmm. That does that does to be honest feel like a William Joyce edition rather than a Disney edition.
1: Um. Right. It's like a it's like a very <laughs> subtle it's subtle, it's classy, and it's super weird. Yeah. You know?
0: Which is like what makes like all the good things you want from an MTR related thing, you know? Love it. Yeah, it's
1: what you expect from a Joycean um
0: uh, You've gotten yeah, introductions by the way.
1: Um Mr. Herp Derp is definitely not French. Uh, um, no. When when was this thing published, Alyssa?
0: So it was published November 13th, 19th, twenty thirteen. We this is the youngest fic oh, we've talked about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is a young boy.
1: He is so young. <laughs> he he didn't finish college or he's like straight out of college.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this uh um, this this fic is, is like I said, the youngest one we've talked about so far. It's it's aging pretty close to our arbitrary cutoff. Um, but it's still it still yeah. qualifies, so we can indeed talk about it.
1: Yeah, and I feel like we should talk about the author like just a little bit because uh, yes. sure is special. And yeah, so I was going to talk about the the username because okay, so it's a little disappointing that it's from twenty thirteen because I expected it to be from two thousand and eight with that username. You know what well, I mean? Well,
0: fun fact, he did join in two thousand nine. Okay. So so mm. your your username yeah, series that is something. valid, I think.
1: Ooh, okay. Well so I think most people have already called out like the word herpderp as like ableist because mm. it's originally kinda like a joke on people with uh mental or intellectual disabilities. hmm That's fun to have that yeah. in your pick. And associated with, like, everything you write. And then you go to this person's profile. And they have, like, um... They have a nice guy manifesto. It's a nice guy (laughs) copy-pasta.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's it's so long. So it goes... Oh, my God. So it starts... (laughs) Nice guys still finish last. To every guy that said, Sex can wait. To every guy that said you're beautiful to every guy that is never that was never too busy to drive across town to see her to every guy that gives her flowers in a car when she's sick to every guy who's given her flowers just because that's how he rolls and then it's a lot so it's like said he would die for her um to every guy that really would to every guy that did what she wanted to die for what (laughs) To every guy that cried in front of her, to every guy she cried in front of, holds hands with her, kisses her with meaning, hugs her, hugs her for no reason, who would give her their, who would give their jacket up for her, which I'm just like, oh my god, man. <laughs> uh, calls to make sure she's home safe, blah blah blah, it's so long.
0: It's oh, it's, yeah. There are so many. long,
1: and then it ends, and then it ends with, uh, not many girls appreciate nice guys anymore, because of this. There aren't aren't many left out there. I guarantee 90% of the men on your page, like how many men are on my page, to be honest, this is fanfiction.net, anyway, will not repost this because they care more about their image. I mean, no offense to men who write fanfiction, but it's fanfiction, you know what I mean? Like, no one goes to fanfiction for romance, is what I mean.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. This definitely does feel like this guy is like, maybe I can pick up some chicks while I'm here. <laughs> that kind of vibe. Which, I th- Well,
1: I feel like it's more like, my profile is a fun place to, like, express literally everything about me, even if it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with writing. Yeah.
3: And yeah. then he's got, like, a
1: bunch of jokes. I mean, on the profile it does say that he's a man. Yes. And that um, it was last updated in, like, like last year, so I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah. And then, oh, and then there's that big, there's that quote that was really famous. Um, uh, so it's this is this is the black man talking. The white man said, the color oh. people are not allowed here. Oh. The black man turned around and stood up. Listen, sir, when I was born, I was black. And then, etc. But then, when you're born, you're pink. When you grow up, you're white. When you're sick, you're green. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> when you go in the sun, you turn red. They mostly turn pink, also. But I Yeah. Some people turn red. When you're cold, you turn blue. And when you die, you turn purple. I mean... I think I think that was controversial maybe in the 50s, but like, eh. I mean, I I wonder if someone actually said this, but anyway. So they're like, post this on your profile if you hate racism. <laughs> it's just like, okay. I, gotta weird, say, okay. I
0: gotta say, like when I read this profile, I was like, oh my god.
1: It's it's one of those profiles that's like really long. Yeah. Very- Oh, he has a section for like quotes from TV and movies and video games. And yeah, books. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know
0: what's really you Who's know what's really funny? Who's that on my
1: car? Mythbusters. I don't get that one, but okay. What?
0: <laughs> what's really funny is that um when I saw so there's this one quote that's like ask Ghost that if he doesn't make it can I have his boots. Um and then it says Sparks Enter the Matrix video game. When I first read that, I thought it was referencing. I thought it said Enter the Dragonfly, which is the worst Spyro game I've ever played in my life. And I was gonna get real angry at this guy for like how who who quotes that game? It's so bad. What are you doing? Like that's just like the the, the if it was that then it would be like the cherry on top of all the other crap that's on this profile. <laughs> like really,
1: of um, course I. I don't I don't know video games. But I do recognize almost all the cartoons he mm. wrote fanfiction for. He wrote fanfiction for Hi Hi Puffy AmiYumi, Yumi, which is a cartoon for a Japanese uh duo. Oh. It was okay. cute. It ran sometime in the two thousands. Mm. And then Codename Kids Next Door, Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. That aired that first aired in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Raymond Wario Super Smash Brothers, Danny Phantom, Life and Times of Juniper Lee. Oh my god, that one is old. <laughs> but anyway, they he was active like
0: Yeah, no, he uh you know. he posted seventy one stories, which is quite a lot. Um very Right
1: very uh th- uh um Like all, all oh really old T V Hey Arnold Recess Alvin and the Chipmunks Camp mm. Lazlo. Yeah, uh, that is pretty regular show which is newer and it's for adults, so mm-hmm. I, I guess it's fine. Frank and Weenie, which is the movie no one cares about. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Called out. Super good.
0: I mean fair enough though, to be
1: honest. Yeah, it was it was it was you know, I think Tim Burton just ran out of ideas, you know? <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, iconic, meet the Robinsons, we love that yep uh so for imaginary friends super underrated cartoon Mm. who doo just a lot a lot of stuff yeah really into writing for cartoons
0: yeah totally although i am i am surprised but yet also at the same time relieved that there is no my little pony friendship is magic on this list
2: Because, like, honestly, as soon
0: as I saw this guy's profile, I was like, he's gotta have written in My Little Pony. He has to be a brony. It's just, it's not, I can't accept that he is not a brony. But then I saw it in his profile. You can't
1: escape the fact that his profile picture is a bald man with a red beard. And, like, those army... Well, I think they're a little bit rounder, but they look, like, almost like those army sunglasses you see everybody yeah, has. Yeah, they're, like... And they're it's, like... like, a... It's a yeah. selfie that he took in, like, a warehouse, so he looks like he's at Costco. Yeah,
0: that's what I said! I was talking to... Oh, my God, I was talking to someone else, and I was, like, it looks like this guy just, like, took a selfie to Costco and made it his yeah, profile picture. Yeah, he's, like... He's
1: like... It... I literally think he was, like, about to approach the cash... And he's like, "Oh, the lighting is good. Please so take the picture." <laughs> also, he's like indoors, so I don't know why he's wearing glasses.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Oh my That's god, weird,
1: but okay. I was I don't like, know, this just, like, "This
0: is such a like."
1: Okay. Interesting... <laughs> also, in the bio, under yeah. name, he's like, "I'm not stupid enough for that." But like, you put a selfie. I- so I I'm know. like, <laughs>
0: unless it's like somehow not facial... him. Facial.
1: But... Yeah, maybe it's not him, but, like, facial recognition technology is so sophisticated now that that doesn't matter if you don't put your name. Like, it's probably worse that you put your picture.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Ugh. It's, like, alright.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah.
1: Anyways. Um... So that's... That's a word on uh, our dear author. Yeah. For, oh,
0: but before we move on, thick. I do want to point out a a fun thing I found out. Apparently, I think he might have posted this story twice. There's interesting. Th- there's this one, and then there's one he posted in 2017 called "How Love Derails," and its summary basically sounds the same as this one. So that's really hmm, weird yeah it is especially since it feels like this one is unfinished so i don't know why he didn't just like edit slash continue the one he already posted like i don't know maybe he was this uh
1: story has one chapter but it's like a prologue for a much longer story Mm. so it is abandoned it would seem.
0: Yeah, also fun fact, this is the only story we've reviewed so far that has literally no reviews. So
1: I was going to say that in my notes <laughs> it says reviews zero. that's <laughs> so sad. I
0: know it, it so... really is. But like I am mean, honest... getting
1: getting reviews like the struggle is real sometimes, but like
0: Yeah.
1: I it it makes sense cuz 90% of this fake doesn't feature the Robinsons yeah and it's like it's very serious
0: it, it, you know? yeah yeah it is in a way that i don't think is fun i mean not that
1: yeah it's not fun no i think there are moments that are almost fun uh relative to the rest of the fic and i'm like oh he tried <laughs> he tried right there
0: he he did it once <laughs> And then, no, no, another yeah, time. Yeah, that,
1: that meme of the guy, like, do it, but only once.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, so yeah, now so that we've
1: what talked are your about...
0: oh, yes, continue. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, read the summary first before we talk about the actual yeah. fix, so people know what the fix about. Um... Yeah, I was
1: going to say that, but then I forgot, but go ahead.
0: All right, so we have, Billy wins a sweepstake and is taken on a train expo. But it seems someone is out to slay her, as several things happen that could potentially kill her. But she is saved by a mysterious someone each time that happens. Who is this man and why does he always show up when Billy needs him? Billy slash OC, she is not married in this story, and her husband does not exist here. Kinda AU Um And it is Okay. It
1: it it does mean that you need, because Billy isn't married to Joe, it does mean that you need to find a different excuse for why she's part of the Robinsons. And in this story, his excuse is that she's being adopted by the Framaguchis. Yep. Billy isn't married to Joe, then why is she part of the Robinsons? I mean, you know, the Robinsons are a big family full of people who aren't really related to them so mm. you know Spike and Dimitri and those guys like she could have just wandered into the house and they, they might have welcomed her that could work and yeah. Billy we don't know anything about her so you could you can kind of do anything with her <laughs> yeah you need a plausible reason for why she's there if she's not married to Joe so yeah that's that's kind of like I mean I get the authors note, but I don't I don't think I like the author's note.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Melissa? Yes. Hi. Hello. Sorry. I'm yes. Keep cool. My... Sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. no, I agree. The author's note is very weird. Also, um, so for some reason, he decided to either he wasn't aware that Franny, the Framaguchi's had a last name, or he decided to change it for some reason, but... Um, their last name in this fic is Rana, and the only reason I yeah, bring which, it up...
1: Which is weird, like, is Rana a common last name? Like, now I want to look it up.
0: No, but it is uh, the Latin word for frog. Oh! Uh, that's yeah, cute. In classification terms, like in the binomial classification for frogs, ran- Rana is the
1: genus for frogs i want to say. Oh okay so i looked it up. Name and or it is arab it is arabic and it means eye catching stemming from the word yarnu, meaning to gaze at longingly. Oh. And it's a given name for women in arab speaking countries. Arabic speaking countries. Hmm. Oh and then there's a it also has a sanskrit origin.
0: Oh interesting. Uh
1: Wikipedia cuts off right there, though, so we don't know.
0: Ah. So, okay, I also did a quick a quick uh, double check on my Rana is frog thing, and it is not the Latin word for all frogs, but it, Rana is the, um, the name for a specific, like, group of frogs. So it is frog-related. Okay. I was not wrong about cool. that. That's nice.
1: Cool. Yeah, so let us read um his author's note. So he says, I'm aware Billy's married in the movie, but I still wanted to make the story happen, so I'm changing that. So that guy that she's married to in the movie is not her husband in the story, nor does he exist. It's an alternate universe, and that's the only change. I think the movie would have done fine without him anyway. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. At least I didn't kill him off. Mm-hmm. Also, not only do I theorize that Billy's adopted, but I'm making up her maiden name. She took on Arden Franny's last name when she was adopted, Rana. So, okay, two things. Um, this person doesn't seem to remember that Gaston exists.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. I had that in my notes. <laughs> like, where's Gaston? <laughs> and second
1: <laughs> And second, um, I think this guy might have something against fat people.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that too! Uh, Oh my god!
1: Yeah, it's weird. And here he's like, the movie would have done fine without him. At least I didn't kill him off. And I'm like, I mean, there's a. Meet the has a ton of minor characters mm-hmm. that aren't super essential to the plot. And Joe is one of those characters. He doesn't really speak a lot. So like, yeah, if he wasn't in the movie, um, they would just find an- another reason for. Lewis to have his PB&J crisis. Yeah. <laughs>
3: but,
1: so, like, in that sense, he's not essential, but it's just, it just feels like a weird thing to say, because it's like, there are so many other non-essential characters, you know? Yeah, I mean... Like, I, mean I don't get it. I don't I get mean, it. It's weird. It's a weird way to say what you mean. Yeah. It's just weird.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, arguably, Billy is a useful character for going in terms of her plot elements. Right? Because... I mean, arguably she's more useless than, than Joe because she doesn't do anything necessarily that further this a plot in the way that Joe's crisis does, so. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, they, they included her because she's, she's there in the book. Yeah. But she's, she's there uh, as a nameless person, I think, in the book. But, mm. like come
0: on. Yeah. Yeah. And as we get into this story, the whole, like, that's the first part where it's like, like, maybe this guy has something against fat people. And then when we get into the story, the two villainous
1: yeah, slash antagonistic yeah, just, just, characters. Just reading that, just reading that, I wouldn't say that he has something against fat people, but it's no. just kind of like bizarre. Yeah. But as you read the story, he makes, he makes like a joke about how these fat guys probably ate too much dessert and I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess this character sucks, but it's like Yeah, all of the villains are quote heavy set, so I'm just like what Yeah. Yeah, which
0: is like real rough. Um and just oh, kinda story weird. Is
1: so weird. Yeah. For so many reasons. Like, yeah, okay, are... I think I feel like normally I would wait to say this later. But why does David get a video game system in his room? <laughs> you why? know,
0: that's a good question. A that's question... like a
1: huge question I have. Yeah, I'm, they're scientists. You know, like, and they don't seem like the type who want to pamper this character. They, they're, they're really giving him the bare essentials because he's just a servant to them. Yeah. But they also give him a video game system and, like, a good mattress. And I'm like, why? Yeah, I mean, yeah, which is
0: weird. Like, I guess, I mean, like, if they wanted if they wanted to, like, go the route of, like, trying to convince someone to stay with you by giving them luxuries and, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, that, I could you. Like you could hold you could like make that your angle, but it kind of contradicts how mm-hmm. this the rest of the uh bad guys are like um characterized. Like they don't seem to yeah. think about controlling this man in those terms, so it kind of like
1: yeah. begs the question so, why. Wh- yeah to so to remind what happens at the beginning um is that there's this nameless person who wakes up and they have no memory they have no autobiographical memory yes. but their brain still functions <clears throat> properly and mm-hmm. it, their brain still functions as an adult um but she, i think usually that's like a just like a brain damage condition you i think it's really hard to induce forgetting autobiographical memory yeah cuz mm-hmm. uh I've I've read one too many like books on CIA experimentation and Mm -hmm. um, this is what they call it okay this is what they call it they call it mind control I would not have called it that because no one one can take it seriously but they use like various like drugs and stuff to basically what they wanted they thought like some kind of truth serum Mm -hmm. so they thought both a truth serum and then also a torture system and basically they're able to like like totally strip people if they if they like uh isolate them and they strip them of all like sensory uh of all sensory access like just you know they're like not only isolated from the world but they're isolated from their senses mhm so they those people got like permanent brain damage they would like act they would regress basically oh, God. and then uh they never they never got their perfect truth serum though they yeah. did they did get a torture method out of it
0: rough oh that's lovely yeah um i mean to be like well like it makes sense to me that they didn't find that just because you know mind control is very difficult in the sense that every brain's different and the brain's very malleable mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. part of the body so it's not like it's a machine that can respond in ways that you expect all the time so Um. yeah
1: they cited their experiment uh, they cited the motivation for their experiment because they suspected that middle eastern militaries were developing mind control so they were developing strategies to counteract it Mm. but they 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 knew that the middle eastern militaries weren't actually doing that they just that was just an excuse it's crazy. Um, yeah, anyway, I bring crazy. that up, I bring that up just cause that's kind of the tone of the story, it's like an action movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. I would agree yep. with that. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, the, and, um, and actually, while we're on the topic of the guy waking up and he doesn't have any memories, um, yeah. I wanted to talk about amnesia as a plot device. Yeah. Briefly. So, Take it away, Alyssa. like I don't know amnesia is a really popular plot device. like you see it in every single type of media, whether it's fantasy, like all genre most a lot of genres have it, different genres mm-hmm. have it um different like formats have it it's
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: it's it's a thing that can happen pretty much in any story and um
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, it's and like a lot of times like you can use it in a realistic setting um and a lot sometimes you can use it in a more fantastical setting but anyway um obviously most realistic settings when they do amnesia tend to play very fast and loose with how amnesia actually works because like when someone suffers from amnesia it's pretty much brain damage and like the way amnesia affects things um basically the real the real problem with as far as accuracy and amnesia go is like Typically, the amnesia, like, is more used so that the character doesn't know information they should. Um, mm-hmm. And what that information is varies, even though, like, and am- the way amnesia would work would not be so specific. It's t- typically more general and affects how you write memories Cause- or what. Yeah.
1: Because, cause like I said, this guy lost only his autobiographical memory.
0: Mm-hmm. Every
1: other memory seems to be intact.
0: Yeah. And, um, I mean...
1: Like, memory of his life, I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, I mean, it is theoretically possible for someone to forget that's kind of specific information. Like, if the damage to your brain is incredibly localized, then your mm-hmm. memory could then theoretically also... The, the holes in your memory could then also be very specific. But if we're talking about general amnesia, most amnesia cases aren't so specific. But, to be honest... I'm not necessarily that concerned about the accuracy of the amnesia so much as I am how it works in the story. Because I do think yeah. that, like, it is possible to write a compelling story in which a character either does not have memories of themselves or temporarily forgets memories. Personally, I think it Yeah, and in, in terms
1: of accuracy, uh, the story is saying that these, like, really advanced evil scientists have artificially induced amnesia in this person right so it would make sense that it would be like very specific very localized yeah like very isolated Mm -hmm. so like in terms of accuracy that's okay i guess
0: yeah yeah and i think i think when good amnesia plots tend to work at least in my opinion better in a sci-fi fantasy setting where it's a lot easier to hand wave why the memories are so localized Mm -hmm. you know if it's like Mm -hmm. if you're in a fantasy tale and you got cursed like i mean it could be anything (laughs) like it's magical then it's like well there is no logical explanation for why someone would forget you could you know have it be like some some fairy prank to you or whatever or a hundred other different reasons um thing with like a sci-fi thing we
1: don't know how we don't yet know how fairy science works you know maybe maybe in 10 years These books will be outdated, but like until then. Yeah. Until then.
0: Yeah. So like so in a sci fi set so in a setting that's very much not trying to be realistic, I'm more Mm -hmm. amenable to amnesia plots. But aside from that, I think one of the problems that comes with writing like someone like this who's lost all their autobiographical information is that it also means their character can kind of suffer because if their experience is all gone then that basically removes most of their personality, because a lot of people's personality is informed by their life. And if mm-hmm. you don't have access to what you've done in the past, then, well, um, it can be a little rough. Now, I mean, obviously there are ways to play that well. Like, say your your protagonist is someone who did a lot of really horrible things in their life, and when they don't have when they have amnesia, they're a better person than they were in the past. And then like maybe in the story, mm-hmm. the person rediscovers like those things that they did that were horrible, and then they have to reconcile who they are now versus who they were then. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Or like you know, may like I like they're like maybe like also amnesia plots tend to be interesting when it's a situation where you have this character who. Like no, um, you no, know for a really long time, and then they get amnesia. However, it happens, and then now mm. they sort of have mm-hmm. to interact with people that you're normally used to seeing them interact with, but now they have a totally different dynamic because they don't remember anything about those people. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I think the appeal of amnesia is that this character can become an audience insert because the audience doesn't know anything about this character or this world, mm-hmm. and neither does the character. So you're learning at the exact same time the character is yes and the character's ignorance could play into the plot really well Mm -hmm. and they discover a big conspiracy that they themselves were a part of but you know amnesia I didn't know right you know but Mm -hmm. yeah the lack of personality and the, the lack of everything that makes a character interesting and unique if their memory is completely wiped does pose a big problem
0: yeah yeah and I'd say that that's like the big the big issue with any story, especially ones where amnesia is the starting point. I think it's a little less problematic when it's a character who you like it's a mid mid so story type of event, although that can still be there can still be problems with that storyline too, depending on how it's used and how quickly it's resolved, etc., etc., et cetera but in the cases yeah. of like specifically someone who has amnesia who it's you're starting out oh they don't have their memories it can be you know, it has to be done really well in order for it to work cuz i think it's really easy for the character to be just kind of a this blank slate and then you're like well i guess they could be anyone <laughs> um yeah it's so it's,
1: it's a it's something it's a plot device that comes with a lot of risk So you have to work really hard to make it unique and make it engaging instead of, like, cheap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it can be – it can seem very cheap as well. Like, you know, it can kind of – if you don't write it right, it can come out like, you know, maybe you're trying to excuse your character. Like like in the former example that I gave of, like, the example of a character who was morally questionable – who then learns Mm -hmm. about their morally questionable backstory as the audience does via memories or encountering people who remember who they were in the past, but they don't. That can also run the risk of making it seem like you're absolving, trying to absolve your character of any wrong things that they've done in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because then you're like, well, I don't remember doing it. So like, how can they be held responsible? But like, then it comes to that question. So I can see that being a risk, a potential risk, if you're doing that kind of plot line. Um. Of course, it depends yeah. on how you pull it off, but you know it, that can be a, a a a thing you you run the risk of. Um. I thought I had something else I wanted to say, but now it is gone.
1: Uh when it comes back, let us know.
0: I will. When um, it comes
1: back from the war.
0: But I guess my point that I'm trying to make is I I don't think. I don't think this author did a very good job of making uh his uh amnesiac character um, Yeah, it
1: just it just feels very boring. Yeah. Honestly. Like
0: there's nothing really interesting about him. And like I think a lot of that has to do with his whole amnesia thing. Um and I don't think the care I don't think there's like, like Yeah, I think what it would what would have uh, maybe salvaged it a little bit would have been like maybe uh, maybe David Sinclair, which is the character's name. Maybe he has some sort of item or something that is a tie to his previous life, and that sort uh, of like puts like a little seed of like, ooh, what was he like in the past?
1: Yeah, uh, it that kind might, of that have fixed everything. The that...
0: Oh, sorry, I was talking over you. What were you saying?
1: Oh, I was just agreeing and saying that yeah, having uh. Having some kind of artifact from his previous life would intrigue the audience a bit more.
0: Yeah, and it, <clears throat> you know, and and you you could have this really I mean, potential mystery of like who was he? We'll find out. And um, I mean, I wouldn't have. I don't think it would have salvaged everything. But you know, that's just like one example of something you could do to try and like add some more intrigue to the setup that currently doesn't exist.
3: <laughs> yeah, and
1: the the biggest flaw with amnesiac characters is that you run the risk of demotivating them. Do they? Yeah, you know, true. If, if they have no memory, they have no motivation. Yeah, they, they have don't, no they don't negative memories of stuff they want to avoid. They have no positive memories of stuff they're seeking out. Yeah, they have no relationships. They have like no problems in their life because they just can't remember. Yeah, it's, unless their their motivation yeah. is to remember. Which that that could be hit or miss, yeah, but have your whole motivation to remember,
0: yeah, 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 like I like i said it's it's definitely a thing that can and i I think that's part of the reason why most stories I think that do end up having an amnesia thing is typically like a mm-hmm. very one and done one episode side plot kind of adventure where it's like. Like, more of, like, a what-if scenario for, like, a brief mm. moment. Um, yeah. Or
1: something like Yeah, that. it's like an episodic little detour. Yeah. Instead of a long, drawn-out plot. Mm-hmm. I
2: or,
1: mean... Or, like, I think if you have an amnesiac character, they have to slowly develop their memories. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I'm trying to think of a good example, and I, I can't, but I'm sure there <laughs> are.
0: Yeah, I feel like the only major example where i was reading it and i thought i mean this is fine i guess was um actually in an anime death note uh there's a brief oh. moment where um the main character light um has his memories like i'm not going to go into how he loses his memories but it, it's it's a magically induced thing so that's why it's like oh kind of on my more acceptable spectrum but the whole point of it was that like there's this other guy that he's been sort of having a, I guess, dick wagon contest would be the way to describe it, this whole time, and then now after he lost his memories, he's like, I want to help you try and catch, yeah, uh, Kira, who is actually myself, but I don't know it's me, so I'm gonna help you, mm. and so the whole, mm. so really, it's it it, it kind of play because like the 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 manga, the enemy does kind of toy with this idea that like if light and his um. A nemesis his name is l i mean his name's not actually l that's his alias but which is just the letter l man when i describe this anime mm. it sounds really ridiculous but like fair enough mm. um so like <laughs> there's sort of this idea that like l and light had they been like on the same side would have gone along so it's kind of playing into that thought process um I mean I have a lot of problems like a, with...
1: it's playing into uh theatrical irony, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And like uh, while, well, you know, there I have a lot of problems with Death Note. Um I will say that like it it was it was like at least engaging more than engaging than like most other amnesiac plots I've seen. Um hmm. so that's the only good example I, did, I can think of. I
1: did just remember an example. I think there's one that's actually good, and I feel like I'm forgetting it, but I'm sure there's one. But, like, I did not mind – I thought it was kind of interesting how they did it in The Good Place. So ah, yeah. The idea is that, that they're, like, in the afterlife, and then uh, what happens is that they're actually experiments for a demon from hell – <laughs> and the yes. what they think of as heaven is actually just like a little pocket universe. It's like a petri dish for the demon to mm-hmm. do all, the, all his experiments on. And then every time his experiment fails, he resets it. So that resets their memory. So yeah. their memory has been reset like 80,000 times. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of a, a treatise on like uh, alternate universes and mm-hmm. human behavior and morality and stuff. Yeah. But I will, I will be honest. My interest in the good place, it like peaks after like the third episode and then it just kinda drops near the beginning of like season two. <laughs> and it's like sledge and then and then it gets better for like a little bit and then the end is weird.
0: Mm. So I actually have not seen the end of the good place yet. I've I've seen all the way up to season three. I have not seen season four yet, but
1: Hmm. Yeah, I well, I, think, I would agree I then... think it's one of those shows where it's up to you whether or not it's worth whether or not it's worth it.
2: Mm. For
1: me it's like a it's just a nice comfort show that sometimes it's good mm. but sometimes it's like a oh. like when that when they're on the train to go to hell. Yeah. That's when I started I think that's when I really just started to get bored with it and I'm mm. like, I can't watch it. Even when I rewatch it I'm like some episodes are much easier to watch and then you hit the, yeah. the train to hell and I'm like eh yeah, I think that's
0: a fair assessment. Um, but yeah, it's
1: one of those things where it's like uh, lovers who find themselves over and over again. Ooh, 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 ooh! I just remembered a good memory loss ooh. story. The one of what like it's like my all time favorite. Oh shit! It's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh hey! A movie where is- you, yeah, yeah, you pay a service and they're gonna erase your memory, and yeah. When, yeah. So people get their memory erased when they experience bad stuff. Obviously, like why would you pay pay to erase a good memory? Mm-hmm. But uh, these protags both get the memory of each other erased after they break up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then they get back together. But they still have they still have like repressed memories of their old relationship because mm. what they what they experience is like low key brain damage.
2: Oh, geez. and then,
1: and then there's like all this drama about like all the different memories that people have erased.
2: Mm.
1: I don't know. I don't want to spoil it because I love this movie so much. But it's, I feel like that's a good example of a memory loss plot.
0: Yeah, I, I actually have also. I've never seen Eternal Spot, Sometimes Line, but I've heard a lot of good things about it, and. Yeah, yeah. I think think knowing the premise, I would agree that that's a really good way to use amnesia and memory loss as, like, a really good plot device and also a way to explore the themes. Because I think what makes that movie stand out is because I know, even without watching, I know that its major theme is about the way that memory defines us as people Mm -hmm. and how it shapes our experiences. So it makes sense Mm -hmm. that, like, when you make the whole theme that then, you know, tampering with memories then becomes a lot more interesting than just the plot device.
1: Yeah, and it kind of zones in on the relationship of these two specific people. And yeah. it kind of asks, like, can this relationship succeed the second time around? You know, if they've erased each other's memories. Yeah. It will, they're, you know you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And visually it's really cool because uh, Clementine, played by Kate Winslet, uh, mm. She dyes her hair throughout the movie, and that's a, that's because the the movie shows all the memories in reverse. Mm-hmm. So the hair dye is is a way for you to figure out like what timeline we're in.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Fun.
1: That's yeah. a cool
0: visual visual cue. I like it. Yeah,
1: it's really cool, and and it's like she, because she lost her memory, she goes through like the exact same cycle of hair. Oh, there you go. Like this, she picks the same hair colors anyway. Um, back to our regularly scheduled program.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess in short, uh, I don't know if the amnesia here works. It feels a little lame. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the idea is that these scientists have erased this man's autobiographical memory mm-hmm. in order to control him as their, like, assassin slave. And he's also... Um, he's also, like, bionic. Yeah. So, he's, like, perfect. And the, the science does not check out on that, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> no,
0: the, the thing that actually made me laugh out loud was the idea that, like, we were trying to... I, I forget exactly how they said it, but they're like, we were trying to resuscitate you and keep you, like, alive, but the the medicine costs too much, so we just turned you into an android. And I was like, how... <laughs> How is medically Night. like fixing him more expensive than turning him into an android? I don't understand. Like even even considering the way that my the healthcare in the U.S. works, like I just I don't I don't understand how that would work. Like 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 is this like I I I almost thought like is he is is this like some sort of? I was giving the author too much credit at one point. I was like, is is this like some sort of tongue in cheek like? joke about the U.S. healthcare system about, like, man, would it probably would cost more money to, like, cure him than to make him into an android her-her, but I don't know if the author is that sophisticated, so, like, I might be getting Yeah, a I'm not it. sure. I mean, considering the tone, I, I'm like, I feel like that's a little yeah, too I'm satirical. I'm not sure, I think,
3: for <laughs> this I, I,
1: I have not spotted, like, a single piece of, like, irony in this story. no. <laughs> No, so I'm not sure is... about that. The
0: only it's... irony that exists is the fact that the main CEO of this evil company thing, whatever, mm-hmm. is named Mr. Goodman. That's the only irony I saw.
1: Oh, well, that's kind of funny. Almost. Yeah, it's like, a, it's,
0: I think it's worth a hearty chuckle.
1: And like, uh, oh, there's that show called Utopia that I binge watch, and the, they hire assassins. And the assassins bring out their guns in these, um, what do they call those? Those bags that are long. <laughs> duffel bag. Uh, it's a yes. yellow duffel bag. Mm-hmm. And it's designed with a black strap. So it's bright yellow and there's a black strap. And when the bag is set down on the floor, it looks like a big smiley face.
2: Amazing. And I thought that was
1: cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's got that kind of tone. So, yeah, basically, this guy is being forced into assassinhood. And then um th- there are also previous generations of robot assassins that they've developed. One is a hot lady.
0: Yeah. I am and then there, I are, was...
1: then there are a bunch of other ones. Yeah. And then and then we cut to Billy having breakfast basically and then Wilbur's like, Billy, I signed you up for this train competition. And Billy's like, <laughs> oh my God Wilbur, this is the best thing that you have ever done for me. And then Neil is like, good job, son.
0: Yeah. That interaction <laughs> then, was so funny to me. I also love how And then Billy the...
1: won, and this is all done behind her back, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's that. And then that's, that's how the story ends. She, like, packs to go to this train conference yeah. thingamajigger.
0: I also love how the, the company that runs it is just called Trains, Inc. <laughs> like-
1: yeah. Like is it like the
0: advocacy group for all trains? I'm so curious.
1: <laughs> uh I love it. And then Oh, and then when they're singing happy birthday, they just say happy birthday to you like three times. I don't actually no, this is the birthday song. Never mind. But it looks weird when it's written down. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: But yeah, like, I think, I think also I gotta love the way I, one of the things I wrote down in my notes was, like, I, Mr. Goodman is such a, like, failure of a villain, like, he's just, like, telling, telling the, telling David that, like, who he is, and, like. Yeah, he's he's telling David everything. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, don't you want to try and play some of those cards close to your chest, Mr. Goodman? Like. I feel like some like, of this information is stuff that David doesn't necessarily need to know. Like, don't you know, give him if reasons I were, to hate if you. if I were
1: Mr. Goodman, if I were Mr. Goodman, I would mm-hmm. scare the shit out of David and keep him ignorant. And then we would offer uh, this lucrative job that we don't fully explain what it is, but we yeah. just explain enough details. And then he accepts it. And then he's, like, enamored by the luxury of his room and stuff. And yeah. like you know, it's it's luxurious. He's a luxurious assassin,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: there's also like a microchip, that microchip in his like neck or whatever that controls him if ever he disobeys. And then like he slowly finds out stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, I as Mister Goodman, I just be like, ha ha, no, you you got it all wrong, kids. We're the good guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like and then
1: like... Mm-hmm. and then David eventually defects and he runs away with Billy and they have a romantic. Time uh, running away from supervillains and stuff.
0: Yeah, look at that! You just came up with a way better setup that makes sense with what this that that retains what this person was going for.
1: Reading the story—that's what I expected, and I think that's what they wanted. But like execution, as we always say. You know, it's gotta live up to your idea.
0: Oh yeah, totally. And uh, this this fig definitely doesn't do that. Like, I don't know. Um Also Yeah, so what are you Yes. I want to pivot just real quick, unless we have anything else to say about the about Goodman's plans here. Nah. right. All good. I just wanna pivot to the pros because oh my god are some
1: yeah. amazing
0: choices and by amazing i mean awful but like also amazing it's... so the first one that i wrote down that i thought was like incredible <laughs> was the first paragraph where there's the sentence he tried to think yeah he's of all
1: disoriented who... now yes he's all he's all disoriented now he's trying to be like poetic about yeah. everything mm-hmm. but it's like very nonsensical and repetitive
0: it is and he says, he tried thinking of whom, where, and maybe even what he was, and then two cent- and then a sentence later,
2: yes! his
0: might could find nothing to tell him who, where, or even what he was, and I was like, you literally just said that a sentence ago, what are you doing?
1: Well, Alyssa, he really doesn't know whom, where, or even what he was. <laughs> True. And he, he mentions darkness a lot, so the very first word is black all black he could not see a thing and yep. then later um then light intruded on the darkness mm-hmm. at first it was just white against the blackness nothing more And then, soon however the whiteness started to become less and less obscure and i was just like okay <laughs> also this person cares a lot about color yeah. and sometimes it sometimes it does bring up good prose i really like eggnog yellow yeah that stood that was out a to good... me as like a very good Uh, piece of prose because he's describing the walls and then later Mm -hmm. he describes billy's dress as sky blue and i'm like that's kind of nice it's not sky blue but that's kind of nice yeah and that's about it though everything else is like neutral or bad honestly because when he's describing the hot lady robot we're, he, we go into like so much detail about what she's wearing wore oh, yeah. a red jacket with a white t-shirt with a gray skirt and black boots with heels that ran to her knees red lipstick and perfect teeth completed the image of the most beautiful woman David had ever seen <laughs> at least that he could remember
0: I'm just so glad that he did not mention her breasts like thank god
1: Ooh. I would have lost it if oh, he did I would have been
0: like how dare but um I mean yeah. not that I'm too He'll thrilled about firing. About the way, like you know, there's this hot lady, but like you know, yeah, that would have been that would have been the thing that would have been like no, (laughs) just no.
1: And then, and then when he's describing what Billy's wearing, he says she wore a blue, sorry, she wore a sky blue dress with black gloves and boots that didn't match the dress, but she didn't care. So he's trying to describe her as like you know someone who dresses functionally. Yeah. The thing is, Billy's gloves match her boots, so. (laughs)
0: called out that's the way she was
1: designed and she's wearing a dress like you you know it's one piece of clothing so if it doesn't match it's not like no one cares you know I don't know like this is kind of a weird thing to point out
0: yeah yeah it really is man also Oh, um... oh okay
1: super weird thing sure um the way he uses the word kin as they're singing yeah! Billy's birthday. I thought
0: songs. that was weird too.
1: So, uh, the candles lit as her kin sang that famous song, which is the birthday song, and then a sentence later, Billy blew out the candles and her kin applauded her, and I'm like, That's a terrifying and bizarre way to describe your adoptive siblings.
0: Yeah. Very weird. <sighs>
1: Anyway, what were you gonna say?
0: So I was gonna say some other weird things, prose wise. So there's so at one point before we learned David's name, they refer to him as alternatively, yeah, no Memory Man and Mister No Memory, which like <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Like of all the ways to refer to this character amazing like we couldn't have gotten his name a little earlier like we had to wait until Mr. Goodman approached him like why couldn't the doctor have been like your name is David Sinclair or maybe there was like i don't know some sort of like tag on his person yeah. that said David Sinclair like i don't know there's ways to have you
1: know your you name you could you could really just avoid that by putting all of this in first person
2: there is that but too yeah the
1: very first reference to david as the man with no memory was kind of nice. It says, the man with no memory, and the man with the clipboard locked eyes. I kind of like that. But then he goes on to just shorten it every time. Yeah. So thereafter, he's referred to as No Memory Man. And then later, he's referred to as Memory Man. And I'm like, no, you kind of ruined it now. Yeah. Mr. No Memory. I'm like, are we... Are you being funny? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I
0: know it's like so weird because like uh, on sometimes I feel like he's trying to be serious, but other times I read some of that. I'm like I I I. How how can I take this seriously? Because <laughs> it's just right. Uh. It's... Uh. Um. And then another thing I wanted to point out was when they're talking about how they made David, and they apparently used. A material called extreme metal, which like I love that name. It's apparently a thousand times stronger than super steel. And I feel like in another yeah, thing that it's would one be word. Kind of charming, but in this one I'm just like I just what amazing extreme yeah, metal. It
1: doesn't make sense.
0: No, like I don't even know what this is. The references are weird. I love how they're like, you're as strong as, let's say, Superman, and I'm like, I mean, are we saying that Superman is, like, a real person that we can compare to? Because, like, Superman's a fictional person, like, and his, and, and the strength that he has varies wildly between story and story and isn't necessarily consistent, so, like, okay. Also, I don't know. I was just like, All right.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Also, I don't understand why they, like, drugged David, because he's an android, so, like, couldn't they just, like, reprogram him? His brain is a computer. They could, like, put some sort of thing in there to be like, hey, you you gotta obey us now or something. I mean, granted, maybe, maybe the whole computer thing... Is, like, maybe it's, like, a hybrid situation where it's, like, he, it's a computer, but, like, it, it the AI is, like, functionally a human brain, and that's why they had to do a chemical override? I don't know. It was very weird. I was like, okay.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: it's just... I don't even
1: know. Uh, it's rough. It's a crazy time, and it's just, like, it's so weird. It doesn't... I mean, it's the first chapter... So I think that's I think that skews our, our view of this story. Mm. Cause I think if we had more on Billy that would have been interesting. Like why, first of all, why did this guy decide to write a story about Billy? Yeah. yeah that
0: I, was the don't, thing
1: that... I don't understand it at all, but like that's cool. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. even you know, since we have Cornelius and Lucille who are both engineers and Carl, you know, all the, all three of these characters have to do with robots. Yeah. But we decided to make Billy the main character. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's really interesting, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to read this book. I was like, I gotta know, like, how does, what does this person, well, how will this person characterize Billy? Like, what, will, what what draws this author to this person, and how will he make, how will Billy and his OC interact? You know, like, I was very interested in that, but uh, we didn't get far. Uh, they didn't write enough. For us to, to get that, so I feel kind of robbed. I'm like, instead, I'm here reading this exposition about this robot man and how he's a robot, and now he's an assassin. And uh, boy, how Yeah, I mean, it's,
1: it's it's like, I I don't know. It's it's like a setup for taking Billy on some kind of action packed mm-hmm. adventure. But if since this is all we have, it's just like, well, this. This is, like, really unsatisfying.
0: Yeah. I agree. It's, like, just- Yeah. It's just so unfortunate. And I think the fact that there is- that there are no reviews of this fic kind of speaks to that disinterest. (laughs) Because, like, I think- I don't think this is the kind of thing that a lot of the fanfic authors or readers- like in the fandom that we know are interested in, I think I think if if the premise were different or if this like fic or this chapter I mean was more focused on Billy, we might have had like a some more traffic or it would have grabbed more interest. But the way it is now, it's just kind of lame <laughs> in a way that I think doesn't appeal to many people.
1: So. Yeah, it's. I mean, first of all, I don't think, I f- I feel like people are open to really liking Billy, and uh, mm. I think one person in my poll said that they liked Billy, but they said that they liked Billy and Gaston, so I don't know
3: mm. if they
1: li- would like Billy by herself quite as much. Right. But, you know, also, <laughs> you know, it's more likely to see an, an alternate universe where Billy marries Gaston. <laughs> yeah. Everybody seems to like that a lot better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's all based on one interaction they have in the movie. So. Yeah. Sometimes that
1: one interaction is all you need. I think people really love, I really think it's part of the enemies to lovers thing because they Mm. they are not enemies but they're competitors.
0: Yes. They are opposed to some degree.
1: Yeah. And that's I don't know, that's the energy that people really want in a romance. Mm. And, like, I can see how that's fun, but, -hmm. like, most of the time it's done in a very superficial way, and I'm just like, you guys like that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I will agree that, like, enemies to lovers does kind of have a very immediate and easy trajectory, and it kind of automatically kind of has the conflict baked into it you know um but uh yeah it can be hard to pull off to make it fun especially since it's such a well-trodden trope you know um but anyway so yeah
3: uh, is there anything else you
0: wanted to say about this fic oh actually i i wanted to shout out some more quotes that i wrote down and i was like had a reaction to mostly negative so don't get your hopes up. Um one was uh with okay. the description of the of the Maria, the sexy the sexy lady. He describes mm-hmm. her as skinny as a rail, but not in an unhealthy way. And I'm just like
1: Yeah, know, par- I'm I'm really questioning this author's view on body type. Yeah. Because the way he describes bodies is like universally bad. Yeah. Yeah,
0: oh, like, like weirds there's like the whole weird fat shaming, not fat shaming, but like, I guess fat, I don't know how I would describe it. I guess fat phobia, but like the the fact that he makes yeah all the, fat all the,
1: shaming because yeah. he's like the only way you could be this fat is if you eat too much dessert. Yeah, there's
0: that, okay. and like all the all the evil people are fat or heavy set or described in that way. So it's kind of like, and meanwhile the sexy character is very very skinny. So it's kind of like obviously this author has this sort of opinion of like you know dynamic of like fat people equals bad skinny equals good yeah in a great, way. and also the and also and like, then
1: somehow it's the assumption that like if 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 we were to describe a woman as skinny we would start to question if they were skinny in an unhealthy way yeah which is just strange it you is know very it's, strange. it's a little strange
0: yeah
1: and okay one of the weirdest parts of this fic is when <laughs> so mr goodman is just like spilling all the beans right now oh, that yeah. david is a robot like yeah, all of them and then um he even mentions like unprompted i will add unprompted he mentions you can even get a woman pregnant and she will birth <laughs> a normal baby so you're not a robot
0: yeah I noticed that too why would you say that to your robot assassin like are you <laughs> expecting him to like bone a bunch of people and wanted him to know by the way uh you should uh
1: it really reminds a, me of remember um, to
0: wear condoms <laughs> starts bringing out sex yeah, it really reminds me of right in
1: yeah in ex machina uh Oh, I forgot the guy, I forgot the character's names. but there's, mm-hmm. there's the, there's the blonde intern guy who uh, you see in a lot of Harry Potter movies, and then there's the mm-hmm. other guy who's, like, pale skin, black,
2: and oh, okay. he's,
1: like, he's, like, the inventor guy, mm-hmm. and he's, like, I think he's a little bit drunk, but he's, he's bragging about his robots,
2: mm. and
1: I think Caleb, the blonde guy, just, what's the other guy's name? Anyway, the blonde guy just realized that uh, all the other guys, like, servants slash violent girlfriends, like, it, it's a creepy movie sometimes if you think about it too much. But anyway, all every every other human he sees in the mansion is a robot except for that guy. So except for the inventor, everyone's a robot. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, oh, damn, she's a robot? And he's like, yeah you can dance with her and then he like whispers you can even have sex with her all of the parts work
0: oh my god that is so creepy
1: and i'm like yeah i mean it was well done because that was the intention of being creepy but Mm. here it's like what
0: i know
2: I, i
1: feel like i feel like what he wanted to say was like genetically he's still human yeah. At this point he says that you will birth a normal baby and that I think that's the idea.
3: Yeah. But like
1: the also the way he talks about women in this fix, there there aren't that many women.
0: No.
2: But all
1: of them ooh. Oh yeah. You can even get a woman pregnant. Like that's a weird but that's, yeah. that's just kind of like a, an objectifying way to describe yeah,
0: just, like, process of procreation yeah if you replace that with just have a child then it's automatically like it gets yeah, you a can point have a human baby
1: that bring you know you're genetically human enough to still have a human baby. I think that's another way to put it, but I would still not even include that, because that's just weird
0: yeah, yes, I agree like, with that too, but like, but I do also buy
1: me dinner baby. first. <laughs> It's too just, much information.
0: Yeah, it's it's weirdly it's it's weird. It's just yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Um, and then the yeah. last the last weird sentence that I wanted to point out was this one where there's like a scanner to like Dave is going to his room and he has to like it's like an eyeball scan. But he describes it as like it was a retina scan type of machine, and he describes uh-huh. the retina machine as Placing his blue eyeball in front of the scanner. And I was just like, you know, the way this was worded, it sounds like David is taking his eyeball <laughs> out of his socket and placing <laughs> it on the scanner. And then... As you do,
1: Alyssa. As you do when you're which, a cyborg robot.
0: I mean, yeah, which I was like, I mean, he is a robot, so he... Could he do that? I don't know. I'm I'm sure that that's not what the intention of that word phrasing was, but that's what I thought, so...
1: Uh yeah, I think he was just trying to be like quirky with that, yeah. but it's it's really not working. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Also, I, agree so, I don't know. So I find it kind of like kind of strange that Carl packs for Billy. Oh yeah, that's not so the strangest strange. thing, but at the very end, uh Billy's like getting ready to go mm-hmm. like immediately to the train convention and <laughs> Carl had already packed for her. Oh so that's nice go. of him.
0: Yeah. Carl looking out Okay, for other okay.
1: People. Here's another sentence. Mhm. That's like definitely trying to be quirky, but I think it's weird. A spike woven in by genetics. As he's describing Wilbur's hair. Yeah,
0: that is re- that's a weird way to describe the fact that his describe his cowlick.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oof. Well, I don't know if I have anything else I wanted to say about this story.
1: Maybe yeah, I the story it's... itself is very underwhelming. Yeah,
0: it
1: it's is. a setup, so it's like more stuff is supposed to happen, but this person didn't update, so it's like, okay.
0: Nope. nope.
1: Five, five years. No, seven years. Yep. There we go. Man. Oh my god, Alyssa. Yeah. 2013 was seven years ago. I know. I can't. So I weird. can't take the passage of time anymore. I can't take it. It's got to stop. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, it's 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 rough, <laughs>
1: um, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I but I did I do think this is a good opportunity for us to talk about Billy as oh, a character. Yeah,
0: since there's not much even the story, we might as well. Right? She
1: she sadly doesn't appear in this story, but uh, okay. First of all, I am gonna say Billy being adopted, um. I am a little bit more than underwhelmed. Yeah. So,
2: so
1: the just... author's note says, not only do I theorize that Billy is adopted, but she's adopted by the Framaguchi, so she shares their last name, which is Rana. Yeah. She's like a triple whammy, honestly. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but, there is a mm-hmm. oh,
3: wall. Yeah, if you're finishing, but
1: we we haven't yet gotten into this. But the fandom is really intrigued by adoption stories. Yeah. To the point where they're like, this character is adopted, this character is adopted, that character is adopted. If you look under your seat, you'll see adoption papers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, yeah, eh. It's, it's just like, like, they watch the movie and then they don't have any other new ideas. Yeah. Adoption and kidnapping are their only ideas.
0: (laughs) Oh, kidnapping.
1: (laughs) And stealing the time machine. That,
0: too. Sometimes both at the same time.
1: Usually Um... it's, like, all three of them, honestly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, like, it is very interesting to see that, because I don't think any other... I mean, I've been trying to read... Like while we're doing this podcast, while even though I'm not reading as much MTR fanfic at the moment, um, I'm mm-hmm. trying to read fanfic from other sources, from other media, just so that I like mm. can get a better idea of like what is out there in the grander world of fanfiction. And mm. I have to say, I don't really see adoption as a plotline come up too often. The only time I see it come up is like if it's like a a married couple, typically like a same-sex couple, or one that can't have like Fizz, like,
1: yeah, blood it's, children. Yeah, because people pretty much only think about adoption.
0: Yeah, but like people pretty much
1: like... only think about adoption when they can't have kids. Yeah, through the the good old through good, good old uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was gonna say good old penetration. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> anyway, there you go. That's
0: also a way to do <laughs> that's it. That's the word I was looking for. Hey, um,
1: yeah, this is. This is rated R. Anyway. But. Continue. Wait, so do you mean in the MTR fandom or, like, outside the outside the MTR so, fandom? I mean,
0: like, outside the MTR fandom, most of the times when I see adoption come up, yeah. it tends to be in terms of, oh, this, my MLM slash WLW couple that can't physically have children is adopting a child. And that's the story. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Yeah, that makes sense, because, I mean, mostly, culturally, um, adoption isn't really that common. No. In most cultures, honestly. And it does make sense, because adoption is, like, a a complicated process, and it costs a lot of money. It does, No one says this, but it costs so much money. (laughs) And you have to be, like, an upstanding citizen to be approved for it. So... That bars a lot of people, you know, in their family planning. And also it's
0: yeah.
1: it's just, like, simpler in every single way if you want to have a kid to just bang it out, bang one out, if you can. <laughs> bang one out. But if you, if you can't, then that is when adoption is, like, a thing. It's like, ooh, fun backup plan, you guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: yeah, and, um... Yeah, it's, it's it makes sense because MTR is all about adoption, but like, it just kind of doesn't mean anything anymore when people keep going. Oh, what if this character is adopted? What if this character is adopted? And then whenever yeah. there's no fee, they're like adopted, and I'm like, uh, stop. <laughs>
0: yeah, like like maybe maybe if you were writing like a fantasy story where you had like let's say it was like a a different like i'm just thinking because i know that there are some like like maybe you had a uh, you wrote some sort of culture or species or whatever like an alien mm-hmm. species where like adoption was common or like they didn't reproduce sexually so it then like necessitates like this act of like choosing children as opposed to like creating mm. them um mm-hmm. you know Maybe that would make sense as to why, like, there's a lot of people adopting. But if you are, like, like, even in MTR's universe, I would imagine adoption is still not very common. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And so, therefore, it just yeah, really... Yeah, because
1: it's in our universe, so it's like... Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah, it's not something that is at the cultural forefront and there's also a lot of stigma around adoption. I think it's kind of going away a little bit. Yeah. But there, there used to be like a lot. Like you would, do would automatically just like hide the fact that this kid wasn't biologically related to everybody else.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It was like a. Dirty I can't situation.
1: remember why, but it was um, just like it was just like you know it's outside the purity of marriage.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not, you know, it's not your it's not your legacy.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. I think culturally and even legally, depending on the society, there's a lot tied up in genetic heritage, especially patrilineal heritage. So it makes Mm. sense that, like, culturally a lot of societies, well, especially I'm talking, especially in terms of, like, American slash Western society, but I think in other societies, too, there's a lot of emphasis on, like, passing on things through the bloodline, as it were. And yeah. you know, when you have when you adopt you sort of break that cycle. So in a society that values patrilineal blood it's like blood uh blood lineage, then it's like Yeah. Then the adoption becomes a lot more of a of sort of outside oh. the norm type of thing.
1: And I would say that something that a lot of uh prospective parents prefer is to have a quote like a clean slate, even though you know babies aren't really a clean slate they have your genes yeah but the people we culturally we assume that like babies are like pure and you know since they have no memory blah 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 you know they're they're literally unadulterated quote because they are babies and they are not adults Mm. and uh in the movie as lewis said He mentions how hard it is for teenagers to get adopted, and I think that's a big reason why, because people want a clean slate when they have a kid. Otherwise, they feel like it's like babysitting somebody else's kid. Like it doesn't feel like it's theirs. It doesn't feel like it's their parenting journey. You know, I don't know. I think it's like a whole thing about identity and ownership. You know, how how much can you influence this person
2: uh, Mm.
1: if they're if they're like fresh out of the womb versus if they're fresh
0: out of the womb. Fresh out of the, child womb, fresh out of the womb,
1: hot, came out today. Oh, they're all warm and bloody. Perfect. <laughs> two pounds. Two pounds. Anybody? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so babies fresh out of the womb versus babies that are like, I don't know. Sort of like I mean, when you're two, you're not a baby anymore, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no. I know. The Maybe. older you are, the less pure you are. Because you've been influenced by out the outside world and it's like I think part of it is that uh parents want to leave like an impact on their kid and they want their kid to reflect them and mm-hmm. it's just kind of messed up. Like it's not it's not viewed as like you caring for something else and you interacting and building relationships yeah. with another person. It's like your child has to be an extension of you. Which yeah. is creepy.
0: Yeah, it is really creepy, and it it kind of, like, invalidates the child's individuality, too, in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, um, and, oh, another and... thing I wanted to say, mm-hmm. but we're going to move on from adoption soon, but, like, last thing sure. is that, in my experience, a lot of people like to talk about biological parents as real parents, mm. which is a thing. Yeah,
0: that's kind uh, of sad, because, like you know parents are the, your real parents are whoever you want your real parents to be in some ways
1: yeah I mean like it's 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 assuming that your relationship with them is kind of inauthentic because you don't have that shared genetics mm. but I don't know what, what I always say is biological parents and adoptive parents if you need to make that distinction oh yeah but that's just a pet peeve of mine Anyway, mm. unless you had more to say about adoption.
0: Um, not necessarily. You know, I mean, in terms of, like, the MTR fandom in, in particular, I think it would be... I do think it's a little repetitive and unfortunate that, like... I mean, I don't think there's every story that has adoption in it in the MTR fandom is invalid, but um, mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like it's just kind of done as, like, a cool character quirk and not necessarily a back, background that is explored. You
1: know, yeah, it's really annoying, and also because in the movie that Lewis offers to adopt Goob because he has the mentality of a child, but that doesn't mean that you can adopt like every adult that you consider family or that you should. And also, again, I think people are underestimating how complicated adoption is.
2: Oh yeah. like there's just like
1: mountains of paperwork, and it takes like a couple years. But yeah. You know, if if you're motivated, you can do it. But like, Goob was in a very specific situation, but that doesn't translate to every adult character. You know. No. Like, I don't get why Spike and Dimitri would be adopted. I don't get why like all these other characters would be adopted. Yeah. And like. And you don't... in Billy's case. Sorry. Yeah.
0: And like in the case of adults, like adoption is kind of unnecessary because when you're an adult. Yeah, you don't really, need it. You don't need parents if you're an adult, necessarily. But, like, you know.
1: From a legal standpoint, you can just, like, live wherever you want when you turn 18, so it does not matter.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Yeah. I like, it, it becomes it becomes a legal issue if if you want to be in the care of someone who isn't your family, mm. or maybe even like a distant family member. Then you have to go for. your minor, but like you're not. Like who cares? Yeah. Some people, some people will do it anyway for like the symbolism. Mm. It really means a lot to them. But like it's yeah. a. And in Billy's case, I don't really get it. Like how does she... like you can't just casually say, "Oh, Billy's adopted by the Framaguchis. I'm just like, how does this? How did this happen? I'm like the lady with the mask <laughs> in front of her face. Yeah. yeah. Like it, how how does she know the Framaguchis? Was she adopted by them as a child? Or like could this happen later in life? Like what? Yeah, you know? there's just a
0: lot of It's like, gotta make sense. Yeah, there's a lot of explanation that needs to happen for for that backstory to make sense. Because as it stands mm-hmm. now, um her backstory is like like nothing appreciably different has happened to Billy now that all these changes have happened to her backstory, which even though they probably would change. Um, but they just mm-hmm. haven't.
1: Yeah, I think the big reason why the story was disappointing is because it doesn't focus on Billy. I mean, mm-hmm. it may have, potentially, if, if What's-His-Face continued. Yeah. But, like, the, the main point of intrigue for it for me was, like, oh, it's a story that centers on Billy. We get to explore her character more. Yeah. And now we don't.
0: Nope. Hearts are broken. Basically.
1: They are. But yeah, what are your thoughts on Billy as a character? Um, I don't I mean, know if I've She's t- a minor character, but like Yeah, I don't know
0: if I've you know too many thoughts about her. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking deeply about her. Um I do think that she's definitely an interesting Robinson in the sense that she you know, she's the only one or well not the only one but like she's she's you know she married into the family so her backstory mm-hmm. is very open so i think it's mm-hmm. um really there's a lot of different ways you could take her backstory or potentially flesh out her character um mm-hmm. you know her why she's interested in trains is always a big thing i want would want to know like is it a childhood thing is it like a thing she gained as an adult um
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, why does she like trains so much?
1: Yeah, I think that would be the number one question in everyone's mind.
0: Yeah, because, like, I'm also, I am also really appreciate that, like, in this, this is one of those rare movies where, like, the person who really likes trains is a woman. Because, like, liking trains or vehicles or anything in that kind mm-hmm. of category tends to be men. So it is interesting to see that trait being displayed
1: by yeah. a woman yeah it is nice i think trained trained specifically for like a stereotypical uh special interest for autistic men and boys mm, yeah i think i think that's a that's a stereotype in the cultural zeitgeist mm-hmm. uh so it is it is nice to at least have uh women be more interested in cars in the Robinson world, and thankfully, thankfully, thanks mostly to Cornelius, Billy is able to to live out her dream every day with her giant toy train.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it is. Um, I do find I do find her outfit really fun, um, and I I do think that she seems pretty um pretty. Weirdly enough, she seems like kind of. I always imagined her as kind of like an observing presence in the Robinsons' life. Like, I don't imagine she gets involved in a lot of. I mean, maybe she gets involved in drama because, like, all families have drama between. Yeah, I
1: feel. People. Well, I feel like uh, Wilbur's a drama magnet,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely is.
1: And yes, Don's a drama magnet. He's more of a disaster magnet.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um
1: just because of the whole canon thing, I think. Yeah. But in his his personality, he just seems, like, energetic, if a little impatient.
2: Yeah.
1: And then Billy's, like, enthusiastic, but I don't see her as, like, pushy compared to some of the others. No. And some, some behind-the-scenes fun facts, I guess, and these are stuff that didn't make it to the movie, and I wish they had, mm-hmm. but Billy's original design, she was supposed to have pants. Oh. Because what she's wearing was supposed to be overalls.
0: Oh. Uh. There you go. That makes sense. Cause yeah, train, and instead, it,
1: instead it's like looks a bit more aprony, so it's got like
0: mm.
1: overall-like straps, but there's a skirt, so it's a dress. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in no, the William Joyce concept art, Billy was wearing like super baggy overalls, and she had a train on her head. <laughs> and I think, yeah, and I think a big reason why they didn't go with that was because it was kind of bulky. Oh. So in terms of silhouette, it doesn't, it's not super defining compared to the dress, which is more dynamic. But like, Mm. you could, you could just improve upon that and keep her in overalls. I would have preferred that. But anyway, because it's functional. And if she's like, spending time tinkering on her train, it makes sense Mm. to have overalls. Yeah. And then the other thing, and then the other thing is that Billy was supposed to change her accent throughout the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And eventually, would Lewis would ask funny. her where she's from, and the and her answer would be Cleveland.
0: <laughs> I don't even understand. That's I guess the joke is that like
1: that's the joke
0: is that oh she's just from some random random boring. Yeah, she's US from city. a place.
1: She, she's from a place where none of these accents are from. It's kind of like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> All roads lead to Tommy on this podcast. Of it would course, seem. but. <laughs>
0: Of course, they have to. But no one.
1: I'm just saying because Tommy Wiseau has like an unidentifiable accent, Mm
0: -hmm. and no
1: one knows where he's from. He's he's Billy is kind of like that.
0: He's probably an alien, or some fantasy weird cryptid. That's I would
1: not be surprised if Tommy Wiseau was an alien because he just doesn't seem to relate to the real world in any way. Like no one knows where he's from. And all of his none of his ideas make sense. But anyway. Uh yeah, Billy I'm pretty sure her accent in the movie is like Russian. Sounds Russian. Mm. Right? Yeah,
0: it's like Eastern Europeanish Russian. Very I'd say yeah. definitely like Slavic slash
1: Yeah. I don't know. Is up Slavic there.
0: Is, is Slavic uh is Russian a Slavic language? I don't I don't actually know.
1: I think it I, is. I feel like now you're it, making me doubt it, it, but I think it is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my Bulgarian friend can mm-hmm. read Russian but not understand Russian.
0: Because
1: ah. they share the same, I think they share similar alphabets and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Similar, you know what I mean? The acrylic alphabet. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, looking I am looking at, am oh, looking at the Slavic languages thing. They're pronounced.
1: Hmm? That one? I don't know. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was. I didn't know if it was pronounced Cyrillic or acrylic.
0: Oh, I've heard only acrylic, but it could be Cyrillic. I'm not sure. Mm,
1: I don't know. It's spelled with a C, so it is C Y. So yeah. we will never know unless we look it up. But <laughs> yeah, I just think the accent thing. Well, the 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 overalls thing. Just mm-hmm. especially because a lot of the women in the rub- family wear dresses I think it would have been nice that Billy yeah. who like seemingly likes to get her hands dirty because she's constantly wearing these like giant rubber gloves well constantly you know what I mean yeah yeah she wears these big rubber gloves so like why not compliment her sense of practicality by having her wear overall just, there you go just saying But so anyway the overall thing and the accent thing I feel like that would have made her character more interesting not that Hmm. Not that making, not that Billy's character is a big flaw in the movie, but it would have, it would have just, like, been that one little cherry on top, you know?
0: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: And, anyway, I'm just saying, the accent thing, it does make her, like, kind of a mysterious character Mm -hmm. to the point where she could have uh, a mysterious background, you know? Like, all the characters could have a mysterious background, but Billy and Spike and Dimitri, those guys are extra mysterious. Yeah, in my they're mind. like
0: the peak mystery.
1: Yeah, and yeah, we we don't have much more to say on this stick. No, it's-,
0: it's super short. The intrigue is it's, a puddle.
1: It's it's hard oh, to shit. talk about it positively because it's just it yeah. doesn't give you much. It doesn't give no. you anything.
0: No. There's like barely any there's just not a lot here to like really pick apart. So we're just kind of talking about related but um not exactly on topic things. Yeah. So it's like well.
1: Yeah. So rough
0: city. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I'm sure if I think about it hard enough, I'll maybe come up with the Billy headcanon that I could share with the class, but for now, <laughs> I am, uh, Billy head less Um, mm-hmm. sad, I know, it's very sad, and I, I don't mean to let everyone down, but. Oh, Billy's also, just... Mm-hmm.
1: just for reference, this author was 25, uh, It says on their profile and they last updated in 2019 Mm. I don't know what that means but I guess I guess I guess if we subtract it by like six if we go oh my god I have to do math on this podcast oh shit
0: you can do it
1: so anyway he was 21 Mm. I think no he was 19 goes the other way he was 19 Possibly, uh, that, at the youngest he was nineteen when he wrote the story. Yeah, he I think was, that's what that means. Yeah,
0: he was a, I think he's like a year older than me, so that checks out.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't know what that means because I think I just feel like this this kind of does feel like the writing of a nineteen-year-old who doesn't write a lot. So yeah, I know.
0: It definitely feels like the kind of story that might have come up in one of my writer's workshops. So. Yeah. Well, maybe with a little better prose, but the actual story structure itself, definitely.
1: Yeah, and I'm staring at this sentence. Also, your brain is basically a computer, making you smarter than those around you by tenfold. (laughs) There you go. It's just like the more people talk in the story, the less they sound human. No.
0: Honestly, they should have just, uh. Given us like a stack card for this character, and it would have been better. Um, yeah. Better exposition. It, IMO.
1: Ugh. It's. A lot of things could have improved the story, and. Um, Mr. Mr. HD just said no.
0: Yep, pretty much. <laughs> he was just like. Anyway. Guess we're gonna um, go.
1: Before we sign off, because I can, I can feel Alyssa slipping from the
0: world. I'm sorry. I'm just. No, don't tired. apologize.
1: Don't apologize, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a natural thing that the brain does. You yeah. know, every yeah, day. It, is. Totally. it does this every day. Maybe even multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, before we sign off, do we have any? Messages. I feel like
0: Oh, yes. I feel like one of those
1: cartoon sidekicks on children's T V shows. Did you check the mailbox?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have any on the actual Tumblr, although I will shout out Krypton Cat, who is our most recent subscriber. Thank you so much for subscribing, Krypton Cat. Um I actually recognize On this...
1: Tumblr or on Anchor? Uh Tumblr. Oh, okay.
0: I actually recognize yeah, the thanks. Caesar because they follow me on my um main blog. So I appreciate the yeah. crossover there, bruh. Um and then Anchor, we did get another favorite. Uh if I could just Ooh, pull
1: it up. We did yeah. it. We are on top of the world.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Two we are. faves.
0: Yup. It is um oh, uh okay, so there's Elizabeth Xander, I mentioned Johose Pinat Piata Pina, mentioned it. And then we have Arter who's favorited us. So thank you, Arter. Cool. For that. We yeah. appreciate it. Um and then I also wanted um now this was not on any of our um anchor any of our socials, but I did want to make a shout out to mm-hmm. Blue Wisp who uh, mentioned us in um more of a private way, and was talking about how they appreciated the podcast. So I just wanted to give them a shout out and say thank you. Yeah, them.
1: they have a they have a Helen Helen Parr icon, which yeah. is funny.
0: Yeah, which makes. I think sense think like cause... Helen
1: Parr over the bye flag.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. Cause yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's yeah, right. a
1: sequel. Like you can't watch the sequel and be like, you know, Helen Helen is very bisexual.
0: She
2: really. So is. Make that makes <laughs> sense. Like
1: she, she has very punk hair, which mm-hmm. is a little bit strange because that hairstyle wasn't really popular in the '60s. But you know, no. whatever. I mean, we also have technology that didn't exist in the '60s, so.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Um, um, yeah, she does yeah, have thanks, it, guys.
0: or actually I don't know their pronouns, so backwards, they, um, right, they right. they have, this, um,
2: this yeah, person, you're right about the profile picture.
1: Helen, Helen Parr, yeah. aka Blue Whip.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, the other thing, um, that I wanted to mention was that, um, but yeah, I just wanted to shout them out, and I know they mentioned us. They talked to us personally, but I, I still wanted to like kind of immortalize it in the, in the actual podcast. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate. Yeah, it. thank you. And also to any of the lurkers who have not commented or told us anything, we still appreciate yeah. you. Yeah,
1: and we're very. Thankful I love. For your, I love the lurkers. Yeah. This is this is a lurker friendly podcast.
0: Of course. We definitely appreciate all of you, so thank you so much. And as always, uh, please feel free to, um, you know, leave us some comments. Feel free to some... smash
1: that like button. <laughs> I've, I've watched. I watched too many YouTube. Yep. I watched too much YouTube. <laughs> the YouTubeing yeah, anyway.
0: strikes again. But yeah, thank you guys so much. And um,
2: hopefully. the yeah, if,
1: I... if the desire strikes you, feel free to. Send us a message mm-hmm. or a request or you know, any suggestions for stuff we should review, etc. Yeah. Uh, in general we only review stories that are at least five years old. But yes. if you send us your story,
0: Oh yeah. You know, yeah, and it's you'll are off. We will. Yeah. Uh but just uh for prayer warning if you do send us stuff, uh basically the kinds yeah, of well, comments.
1: We'll be brutally we honest with it.
0: Yes, we won't we will mm-hmm. not we will not, um, we will not play nice. I um, guess
1: we we will not have mercy on bad punctuation.
0: <laughs> you better, uh, yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll try and give you some good constructive criticism if you do. Yeah, obviously like it'll
1: be constructive. Yeah, we don't. Know, it won't be. Won't be, we'll, it won't be masochistic here. No, no. We're not, not sadists.
0: Not in this. Not in this house. So like
1: yeah, I keep wanting, I keep wanting to check the reviews for the story, but then I'm like, oh, it has not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, oh, to yeah. be fair, I don't think the MTR fandom was very active in 2013.
2: No. Um, it was active,
1: like just a little bit later than that. was It, no, it kind of yeah. started to revive itself around 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. and then 2017, 2018, I got a bit more, and then. Now that everybody's like locked in and nostalgic,
2: yeah, yeah, I've actually seen
1: happening.
0: I've seen quite a few new stuff um, pop up because I've checked the MTR tag a couple times, and yeah, and all what on all the different fanfiction sites and places I tend to look, I've seen it more often. I mean, typically Mm -hmm. it tends to be a crossover, so like you know, but. Uh, you know it still sometimes gets some activity sometimes occasionally in a blue moon but anyway uh thank you guys for listening as always and uh tune in next week for uh the second part of five i (laughs) think team future is so long it's a long journey no is it
1: six because there's there's the epilogue that we haven't filmed yet
0: Yeah, I think it'll be totally. It'll be in total five, but we'll see. Oh, okay. We'll only. We'll. We'll we'll know. You know, (laughs) in the future, I guess. Um. But yeah. But yeah. Um. Thank you guys for listening. If you're hoping for more Team Future content, that'll be coming your way next week. And um,
1: yeah, stay tuned for more Team Future. It gets. It gets worse. (sighs) Juicier. It gets juicier, juicier. <laughs> Alyssa. Alyssa, you gotta, you gotta titillate the listeners. Okay, it gets <laughs> juicier. <laughs> yes, the tea gets hotter. It
0: does. <laughs> we have, we have more bad things to say as, as the story progresses.
1: Unfortunately, yeah, we, we have an increasing number of things to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, do we actually? I can't remember, but we have, we, we, we consistently have stuff to say. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: We at least have things to say, um, which is a good thing.
1: Yeah, um, we have anyway, stuff to say.
0: This is a long we, outro. We we are so oh. chatty.
1: We always have stuff to say. But anyway, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Thanks, thanks to our listeners and our lurkers who are also listeners. Yeah. And
0: yeah, we will, we will stay, catch you. Stay all... safe. Don't
1: let the Rony bite.
0: Exactly. See you later.